Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. <laughs> I got the dream team back here with Greg Romero. Um, yeah, man. Sorry. I, my daughter had to go to the hospital last night. She, um, she fell. She was playing soccer, and she ran into a glass wall twice. Indoor soccer. Like, it looked like clear, and she went running. So she had a huge bump there. And then last night, she was, like, cooking or doing a science experiment, and she slipped. Busted her lip open. Oh my goodness! She to go to urgent care, but so she's home from school today because we have to make sure she doesn't have a concussion. So I'm just like, my wife's watching her right now. Uh, I was gonna say you sound kind of rough today, buddy. I'm not gonna lie, you sound <laughs> a little heavy, like you have a cold. That's what it sounds. Oh like. no, no, I'm, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm actually okay. I was like, I, I there was no show last week because I was on a cruise ship, and um, I went to Honduras. Uh, Mexico and or, and Belize. We were allowed off the ship this time, which is good. Nothing because of COVID. We weren't allowed the ship but, but, <laughs> the last time. But that sounds everyone, horrible. Everybody, but but everyone else was allowed off. Right, everyone else could go, but you guys had to take precautions. They're like, you're staying right here. Yeah, because what's safe? What's safe for being stuck in the bottom of a ship with people? Yeah. Like how is oh. not, how is being out in the ocean worse? Like out in the sun, where you're like, no, no, we're, you're, we're gonna keep you safe in the bottom of the ship. And then like everybody that like, I, there was like six people that that ran the comedy club, and they got every one of them got COVID. Like every day, I had a new person. Oh my god, hosting it. Uh, so it didn't. So it didn't matter. Hey, listen, I, I've heard about getting COVID on the ship, but apparently it's horrible. They oh. quarantine you like in the base of the ship with. Yeah. In a room with no windows, they just put food in front of your door. You just got to be in there for ten days or some shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, but but the shows were really good. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Even though people are wearing masks in the in the the showroom, you could still. They're still. Maybe they're just happy to be. The the crowds were actually. Maybe if you're on a cruise right now, you're that kind of person that you're gonna laugh. You're the kind of person that doesn't give a shit. You're like fuck it. Yeah. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna live my life. Although one lady, the worst was like, so I'm on a ship and then you have to take another ship to get to the island. Like, like it doesn't go, it doesn't put, there's no port. Like you have to go. Right. Right. A smaller ship. So I'm sitting there by myself and one lady comes up to me and she's like, Hey, you're the comedian, right? And like, right away. I'm like, no. Yeah, here like, we go. Here goes, we go. Here come the notes. She goes, do you, <laughs> she goes, do you take constructive criticism? Which like if I say no, it's just gonna be. I'm, she's gonna write a Yelp review, you right? Know, like if I, you like, say no, then you're an asshole. So you got to sit here and just take it. And yeah, and she goes, you know, you're really funny. You were really, really good. But we're from the south, and we don't appreciate jokes about Jesus, right? Um, because and first of all, they tell everyone before the show: if you're easily offended, leave now. 
Like, leave. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? No one thinks that they're easily offended. Everyone thinks they're super cool, except about this one thing. Right. But the joke that I made, which was like, I don't even think, I go, I watched so much porn during this pandemic, I flattened the curve to my penis, right? I go, I got an email from Pornhub asking me if I've considered finding Jesus. So I wrote back, what category is he in? Uh, they said bondage. I go, it's a, it's a weird porn. Like, he gets, he gets nailed and comes three days later. Like, it, like it's a silly joke. Uh, I'm not like... Dude, that is... No, that is a very... If not, of course, as a Jewish guy, you're like, what? All I did was make fun of your Lord and Savior getting nailed to a cross and compared it to jizzing three I, I days later. I don't know how you can see that as disrespectful. Like, dude, come on. I guess Apollo Creed has joined the show right now. Uh, McCorkle is now doing... <laughs> Puppetry. Uh, like, I was going to try to play that off, but I, I, you guys obviously saw right through it. So. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, so I just said okay. I said okay to the lady, and she said okay, and that was it. Like I'm not going to argue with her. You know what I'm saying? Not bad. Then hey, listen, then she gave you you took it, and that was it. That's goes, literally the best. That's that the best that was going to go. But she goes, I did like your jokes a lot. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, okay, no problem. You know the ironic thing is. You're better off as a Jew making fun of Jesus, even though you guys like killed him, than you would be making fun of a Muslim as the Jew. That could actually get dangerous for you. <laughs> yeah, they might actually kill you back. I, I believe like making fun of Allah or what's his exactly. Name? So you just so exactly. So you're like so you're lucky. All you got was some constructive. I believe it was the Romans that killed Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, who turned him in? Who turned him in? Who were the ones uh, that uh, that dragged him there? And, he came and back. Look, that was a, that was a great trick he did. He came. He came back. Uh, you, you ever see that that that, that Ali G where he was like he he asked like a minister. He goes, "Isn't Jesus just like an overblown David Blaine?" Or right, right. <laughs> the guy gets so fucking mad. Um, but anyway, McCorkle, by the way, sent me a clip of uh, so Brandon Chow did a fight companion <laughs> with. Uh, Josh Barnett and Mitrione, and they kept saying how funny you were. Yes, couldn't stop talking about it. Couldn't <laughs> stop talking about how hilarious you are. And Brendan had to sit there. <laughs> and I love the way they just acted like he wasn't even part of the conversation. He's like, well, "What about we could put him? Uh, I know comedy clubs and all this." And they just kept going on and on and on. But he's different. He's like funny in such an amazing way. Like you don't even realize how hilarious he really, really is. And all this, which is true. It's all very true. My, but my question is, do you think they knew that Chaub, that like he had heard about the ten thousand jokes uh, about him, and they were? I, I may have got yeah, about how much info. you shit on him every fucking day. Yeah, I, I don't want to say how or what, but I did get some inside info on a uh, related party, and they said they absolutely knew. Um, oh. So what were, uh, was going yeah. on? Oh my god! So they were just That's, torturing. Uh, I'll tell you a, a funny one. Is uh, somebody? Like I said, I can't give you exactly the details. I don't want to rat out sources, but uh, somebody said that uh, he said, "Yeah, he goes at me really hard, and I don't know why." And that uh, both parties agreed that uh, he should say nothing back because he will get destroyed. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, but you know what? Then. He did say he could open for him. I thought I thought he took it pretty well because I mean, he 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 was pretty. I got to say, he was, I mean, he was like, what is he doing with his life? What is he doing? And they were like, oh, he's going to land on his feet. Yeah, he said I was the world's, I'll tell you what's ironic. He said that I was the world's, or Indiana's funniest Uber driver, which I don't even ride in Ubers, let alone drive them. But Mitrione actually drives an Uber on occasion when he's bored. 
uh, and he's in Indiana. Like Matt is, Matt is so crazy. I told him one time, I said, what are you doing? I called him. He said, oh, I'm driving a driver Uber right now. And Matt's got a ton of money. Like it ain't a money thing, you know, yeah, he yeah, makes yeah. big bucks in Bellator. And I said, why? He goes, I don't know. I was bored. And I was like, so you drive an Uber? He goes, yeah, man, it's interesting to people. But that's exactly Matt. Like, that's exactly the kind of thing he would do just out of boredom. Um, he told me a story one time. He told me a story one time about trying to flip a lesbian who was a 300-pound, looked like a man, and he was trying to flip her one night um, just to say he had. And I was like, but why? He goes, I don't know. I like the challenge. But he was like, he's dead serious. He's not trying to be funny. Like, he, his, his serious stuff is funnier than anything funny that, you know, anybody tries to say. So. Uh, Don Fry, how are you, Don, by the way? Good. Good, partner. How are you? Good. Your Wi-Fi is okay right now. It's, it's, it's not great, but it's okay. It's, it, it's good. So wherever you are. I'm out in the, gar- I'm out in the garage. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, my daughter's making me clean the garage. And she's, you know, how daughters <laughs> and women are. They threaten to throw everything away. So right. I'm out here to make sure, you know, some things stay. And. It's amazing. I opened up a box and found a box full of uh, old pride items. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay. I was so interested to see pride how that sentence was going to end. Pride fighting championship items. I love that. I mean, if, if only your camera worked, we could see them. Um, but- Donna, yeah. Donna opened up, I heard that Don opened a box and he just had glass shards and sand and gravel in it, and it was his lunchbox. Yeah, I was gonna say it opened. He opened up. It was the thumbs of his enemies. <laughs> Dude, by, by the way, uh, Sean, Sean, uh, yeah. Uber driver. There's a comic I knew. His name is Joel Lindley, right? Funny comic, right? Oh, very funny. That guy's funny. But yeah. this dude, first of all, you would love him, Sean, because he does all this shit just to entertain himself. Like nothing right. he does is okay. Three things he would do. He had this system of how to bang women, right? Where he would find out where he was going. Like he was going. He was Ohio right so he had this hot girl that he knew a friend of his make a picture a whole Facebook profile and then he'd be like he would email the girl as the girl and be like hey my husband's coming to Ohio uh, you know you're his type if he invites you to the show just please don't fuck him you could, you, you could blow him but just don't fuck him right and then uh, and then he would then hit up the girl as he said 99% he would fuck the girl, and they'd be like, don't tell Beth about what happened. There was no Beth. Right. It was him. Like, that was, that was like, all right, Don, now we're going crazy. Uh, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a real mind fuck technique. Like, what kind of evil genius? He's like, here I am wasting my time buying them drinks, and all I had to do was stage a large uh, fake persona hoax. What have I been doing? What did I? I did. I did everything wrong. I did everything. Then that was money. Think of the money you could have saved. That was fortune. And that was one thing he would do, right? The next thing he would do is, you know how like in Africa or the people from Nigeria that say, hey, you know, you're going to win a million dollars or you're, you, you know, you got a million dollars coming to you if you just give me 50 bucks. You know, that, those email scams that were big like 10 years, you know. So, yeah, they never pay either. Those never are scams? <laughs> yeah. Those so what he scams? would do, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, so he would, he would get a check and be like, okay, I'll send you the check. But you have to get a pic. I want a picture of you holding your dick or holding your friend's dick. And he made a whole website of these guys doing naked pyramids and like cramming each other's dicks. And he never sent them the money. So he just has these guys embarrassing themselves, like like doing them with the gayest shit I've ever seen. All right. And now I heard he, 
<laughs> Go on. I heard he traded the to the website to Bruce Buffer for a hundred dollars. So that saw that train coming a mile away, boy. So, so, that, so, <laughs> so finally, did so finally, <laughs> and now the third thing he is, he's now an Uber driver, but he, he lives by Syracuse just to pick up college girls. <laughs> Like, imagine if he wouldn't use any of this for like pod. <laughs> if he's trying to pick up like uh, young girls like that, it sounds like he's following Dalia's uh, career path. Oh, but. God. Well, okay, let's talk about not Dalia for a second, but let's talk about Cain <laughs> Velasquez because. Ooh. So I, I'm sure you, most of you guys have known what happened if you listen to the podcast. So Cain Velasquez is in jail right now without bail because somebody was molested. I guess his grandmother or somebody owned a daycare. And somebody in his family owned a daycare. And he found out someone was molesting either his daughter or a relative of his. And the guy got out. The guy kept getting out, this guy. So he came. No bail. Yeah. No, no, no bail, no nothing. So he went and followed the guy in like a high-speed chase or something. If I'm getting some of the details wrong, sorry, but he ended up shooting the guy's father. He aimed for the guy, shot his father, uh, and now he's in jail looking at like 30 years. Uh, first of all, my opinion on this is he should do no time. He needs target practice. It's mandatory target Absolutely. practice. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I think that they uh, would have to do If they just get a jury of parents – if they could somehow find parents whose kids have been like fucked up or something, just any like anybody who has who has a who has a daughter or a son or a kid, and even if you don't, but you're like, how do you? I mean, insanity. I would say insanity. You can put insanity in that. That's a fucking. You find out your kids been molested. Are you fucking crazy? Uh, Don, oh, I'd kill a motherfucker slow. I'd kill a fucker slow. You know, because it, it it'll fuck you up for the rest of your life. Believe me. You know, and. Um, a bullet's too fucking fast, and they don't deserve that. You know, they deserve they deserve torture. You know, fucking torture for for weeks. So, so how would you kill him slow, Don? Well, I would uh, <laughs> I dump them. I I I cut their Achilles tendons first. Oh. You know, either 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 cut them or else tear them. You know, with a ankle lock, and um, then I'd break their elbows. And uh, probably, it'd probably break the back of their spine too, you know, just for shits and giggles. And then I dump gasoline on them and light them on fire, and um, put them out real slow. And then I, I, I would um, put them light, light them back on fire if it wasn't enough. And then I would peel the the burnt skin off of them um, inch by inch, and put dump salt on it, and then drag them out, drag them out to an ant pile. And put them in the ant pile, and oh the ants clean it up. And uh, then I would, I would uh, put dump some more salt on it, and probably light it on fire again, but keep putting it out, extinguish it, so they they could, you know. And then I would cut their eyelids off, um, so that they couldn't close their eyelids. And um, then like he would make them watch Brendan Shop Spectral. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yeah. Then, Absolutely. Then. Oh my God! <laughs> first of all, where do you get an ant pile? Like, like, like uh, where are you doing? They're everywhere where he lives. Come on, what are you talking about? How does yeah, he not find an ant pile? 
It's the hardest part would be finding a clearing without an ampile. <laughs> I like how you thought of this before. I was going to say that was starkly real. And, uh, <laughs> and honestly, I was making notes. I'm like, this is really a step by step outline, kids. If someone you're ever in this situation, or um, make the best horror movie of all time. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, wow, that was, it was, and I knew when he lit him on fire, he was going to put him out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I really did. I was and like, then, you can't let him just burn. You gotta let him be done. burned. Fucking, uh, but then Saul, I did not see to... Saul coming. Saul, <laughs> I have to admit, was uh, I, I didn't see Saul coming. But Corkle had the Shaub joke. I didn't feel like he was halfway done. He had like a fucking... <laughs> yeah. I cut him he was off. like, shut yeah, up, wait, Saul's at the very. The Shaub joke could ruin any number. Adam's not my fault. Don't cayenne pepper. Don't forget the cayenne pepper. You know, right, and, of course. Um, you know, Tabasco, and um, it, uh, it just you know let let them go slowly, let them go slowly, and like uh, like they did in one of the one of the Hannibal books, you know, put an IV in the fucker so that he doesn't die. You know, and he has to stay alive. <laughs> 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 all right, so uh, all right, well, all right, so we have Don Fry, we have the Don Fry opinion. Uh, McCorkle, your thoughts on this? Uh, I would say everything except the uh, Tabasco sauce. I think that's going a little too far. <laughs> uh, but I agree with everything else Don said. Um, but uh, you know, on the you know, uh, you're weak, so, Don. Uh, you're just yeah. weak. <laughs> You've always been weak. You know, yeah. not to bring down the. Uh, I don't know, jokey move, but dude, I got absolutely disgusted when I read that the judge said Kane is too much of a danger to let out on any bail right now. But the guy who was out there fucking kids had no bail and was released. He's not a danger to anybody. So why don't I got a better idea? Why don't they put the molester in jail and let Kane out? You know what I mean? Then he's only a danger. Kane Velasquez ain't killing anybody except the guy trying to fuck his kid, you know? So, but he's 1000% going to kill him. That's the thing. They yeah. should they they should put that fucking child monster in that judge's house. Yeah, you know, if a judge is, judge is going to do that shit, and he thinks he's safe enough for society, put him in your fucking house, asshole. Greg, thoughts? Well, there's one thing we know for certain, and that's when these guys do go to jail. Jailhouse justice is absolutely brutal on them. They definitely get what they deserve, and uh, so I don't think. I mean, that that's pretty much a guarantee. There's a hierarchy in there, and the lowest of the low is the pedophile. So when those guys go in, you know, and the 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 the, the you know the the jailers, they don't care. They leave the door open, let guys take turns on them. So they definitely get what's coming to them, and to a certain degree. Now, the problem here we have is, while I fundamentally agree with the sentiment of everybody that's spoken so far, the problem we have is he, would have, he wouldn't have this bail problem. He would be walking around if he shot the molester. The problem is he shot the wrong guy. And that's where all this legalese is coming into play. It's not because fundamentally, yeah, kill that motherfucker. The courts have uh, over and over let these guys go when it's a parent who takes revenge. But he shot the wrong guy, and that's the problem he's having. No, Greg, I think he'd still be in jail if he shot the right guy. Yeah, he'd be in jail, but they would let him out, and he would ultimately be clear. Right. I think the hurdles he's facing is right. not because it fundamentally, fundamentally wasn't within his right to kill somebody who touched his daughter. I think people have uh, – that uh, Texas has upheld that many times. The problem is he shot the wrong dude, and you can't shoot the wrong guy. That's the, hey, you know that's what? the catch. You know what? The, the apple does not fall far from the tree. 
So totally agree. I agree. No, totally agree. Dad is too. Probably so. But in this instance, he's the wrong guy. He shot the guy that didn't do it. And so that's, that's the problem. But I agree with that. And that probably is a thousand percent true. But, you know, but in this instance, I mean, the problem we're having, the snafu, the thorn in the wheels here is the fact that he shot the wrong guy. Anyway, well, she comes right in right now. There she is. I say that's there she is. That's Greg and that's Sean and Don. She's a little fighter Daddy's running into podcast. things. Daddy's doing a pot. Yeah, she got a little split your lip over yesterday. Yeah. It's okay. Um, go watch Peppa Pig and I'll, I'll be there in a little bit, okay? okay? How old's your baby? How old are you? How old's your girl? She's three. She's three, Don. Three. Growing up so fast. Yeah. All right. So let's talk First about. First time I was molested, I was. Oh, okay. Okay, Don. Hold on. Okay, Don. Hold on. Hey, can you take. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So. Uh, oh. All right. Okay. All right. I'm pro- uh, what's the hour on that? Uh, what, what minute was that? 1225. Well, the time is 1225. So it's I don't think minutes. he's joking. <laughs> I don't think so either. No, Don was not joking. No. I just don't know if I knew. No, I wasn't joking. I don't know if I need my kid hearing that. Um, no, but, uh, I'm sorry. No, that- but the first, the, the first time I was molested, I was six. I was six. The second time I was eight, and God, the third time I was eleven. And then when I was thirteen, I was walking with my back against the wall anywhere I went. You know, so wow, was it uh, was it, was it a neighbor or was it a cousin or what, uncle? What? It was a fucking. Uh, the first one was a friend of the family. Some bitch worked for my dad, and he had fucking like four kids of his own. Too. What a piece and, of uh, shit. Then the second time was uh, some piece of shit my parents had adopted, you know, and that guy was fucking rotten from day one. Just, um, you know, my dad said, hell, the little bastard was stealing when he was three years old, you know, shoplifted, they took it back, you know, and made him, you know, confess and all that but shit. Then the third, the third time was uh, I, I was washing dishes at a hotel, you know, and the guy would fucking try and put his hands down my pants, you know, and nobody ever said anything, even in front of the fucking customers. You know, I go to talk to him, he'd try and fucking wiggle his fingers down to my fucking picker, and nobody ever stopped him. You know, that's what's fucked up about it. Damn. Well, first of all, I'm I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you, Don. That that's horrible oh it's not your fault but you know I'm, yeah I, I got a little anger about it but you know it made me who the fuck i am you know it gave me gave me fucking drive and yeah. so yeah. you know you can't i can't fucking sit here and cry about it you know i mean fuck i mean yeah. it's a little bit harsher than being bullied okay so um you who are being bullied and uh called names wham 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 suck it up sweetheart you know but shit um you know, it made me who I was, gave me the drive to succeed, and and uh, probably gave me my uh, straight right and my left hook. Yeah, but you probably so, absolutely, yeah, and, yeah. and it really kind of explains the really detailed, uh, unending revenge scenario. But Don, that I think we heard Don, I, I believe that you're the kind of person that you would have had that anyway. You don't need to get molested to have that. That's fucking bullshit, and I'm 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 sorry that happened to you, man. It fucking sucks. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not using this. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry for saying this. I'm not using this. Some kind no, of cheap man, therapy. Out, bro, bro, listen. This is a, listen. No, no, no. It's not some cheap therapy. I'm just saying. I know what uh, Kane's going through, and I think you know we ought to fuck. I'll, I'll pitch in a thousand dollars for his 
fucking um for his defense fund. Shit. Yeah, well, I know that Dana White, and I know a lot of people have uh, spoken up for him. I know a lot of people are uh, out there with signs saying free cane. Uh, yeah. John Jones showed up, but he thought it was cocaine. Um, right. And um, <laughs> trying to make. So, uh, John Jones like, I got $1,000 free, for free cane? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. yeah, he goes. I got a thousand dollars to get him out of there because he owes me ten thousand. So if you can kindly get him back in the ring, that would be awesome. I mean, but I mean, the the, the 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 shitty part is that the guy obviously loves his daughter more than anything, and this should not. If he if he can't see his daughter now because of this, I mean, how fucking how much would that suck? I mean, that would just be. Well, that's how fucked up the the fucking um, court system is. The court system I was the best in the fucking world, but it's so fucked up and flawed, it's incredible, man. It's fucking incredible. I don't uh, even you know, know if it's the best listed. in the world. Cause I, I feel like if there were other places where this happened, uh, I mean, not to defend... Saudi Arabia, they'll cut your head off. <laughs> I mean, but in Saudi Arabia, they would have just said, fuck that guy, and yeah. they would have given Kane a fucking a statue or something. You know, and, and, and that, I'm not defending Saudi Arabia's justice system, but in certain cases, I, I think you have to just be, I mean, common sense should prevail. And you know what, Adam? I've got a I've got a really good Saudi Arabian buddy. You guys would love each other, you being a Jew. But um I gotta yeah. But you guys um I got a Saudi Arabian buddy and he tells me all the time, he says like pedophiles, rapists over there, he said they will execute you, cut your head off with sword publicly. And you said he said, You know how many kids get kidnapped in Saudi Arabia and molested? Zero. Like a country of forty million people, he said it almost never happens because it's they don't there's no trial, there's no anything. You know, if they know you did it. Uh, you kill. I just can't. I don't know. I'm all serious, but man, looking at your little girl there, you imagine Kane's daughter isn't much older than yours. Can you imagine anyone looking at that little sweet face and thinking anything no, sexual about a kid? I, 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 I don't get it. I, honestly, I've never I gotten honestly, if that happened. I, honestly, if that happened, I could totally see myself getting a gun and fucking shooting the guy too. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I think Kane knows that you know he'd rather go to jail and not see her for a few years than know that he didn't do anything. I think and I think anybody I think anybody would make the same choice. I don't think that's the the issue, you know. I think the issue is is you know, if he would have shot the right guy, we would not be having this conversation. You know, it's only cuz he shot the wrong guy that this got complicated cuz it really shouldn't have been complicated. You know, should have been I cut dry. Wish, yeah, I I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish he would able to catch up the guy and beat him up and kill him. That's and just, I was thinking, too. Like, I wish he, him. yeah. He, he just was angry and punched him and killed him. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, man, I, oh, God, it's just such a tough situation, you know? It's a, because I, I would, I don't know, part of me likes to think that, <laughs> I, I wouldn't maybe he was just shooting at maybe he was just shooting at the truck because they were getting away from him and it just it caught him. I don't know if you I know. That's, I don't know. Actually, if that's I, what I heard. I don't know if I have the balls to get it. I, I I would definitely fuck it. If somebody touched my kid, I, I would do everything I can to end that person. Anyway, you would you would shoot him. You would shoot him. Yeah, yeah. I think he wanted to stop the truck so that he could get the guy out. The bullet just went right in. You know, hit the wrong guy. All right, let's talk about some fights. Uh, did you guys watch the fights over the weekend? Did I watched them? Yes. Uh, uh, Don, you watched the fights? No, I was busy. I was, I was in New Jersey. Oh, night. Nice. You have a signing or something, or? Uh, yes, sir. It is. Nice. I, I don't know what he said, but it sounded. I think he said yes. I think it sounded like yes. Yes, I did a signing. It's the first thing I've done in years. You know, How was it? My back. It was fun. It was fun. It was a uh, pro wrestling signing. And so I got to see some old friends. Who did you see? Right on. 
uh, the Nasty Boys. Saw huh. the Nasty Boys. Saw Jeff Jarrett. Saw Road Dog. You know. Wow. Uh, there's a bunch of others, but I didn't get to talk to them all. That's all. I, I love Jeff Jarrett with the with the guitar. The Nasty Boys were awesome. Um, and yeah. the Road Dog. That's uh, was that, that was that was uh, the Road Warriors, right? No, no, fuck no, Road Dog. Um, he was DX. One of the. Uh, God dang it! Now I can't think of his name. Just uh, he's the redheaded just, dude with braids that was with DX. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, what happened was, uh, Don Colby Covington fought Masvidal, and it was a clinic. Colby Covington, the whole time. I mean, to to beat him, it's like he's on ten. It's like he's on a treadmill going on ten the entire fight. Uh, just. Nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Wrestling was on ten. He he got caught once in the fourth round. He got dropped. Got back up. Masvidal didn't capitalize that. He didn't didn't uh, move and in. Then Colby that was his kept, only chance. And Colby kept having a rear naked choke, but Masvidal did a pretty good job defending it of having his chin down. But it was fifty forty five. One guy had a forty nine forty six. The only thing is, here's the deal. I'm like, if Colby had a little more power, I would say he'd be the perfect fighter or one of the best of all time. But then I'm like, well, if he had a little more power, maybe he'd rely on the power and not have to work as hard. Because we've seen that before, right? Where you see a guy that, you know, like a- uh, All the time. It takes like forever, a, like a, yeah. Like a Tyra Woodley who discovers his right hand and then kind of his cardio sort of fades a little bit. So maybe it's good that he doesn't have the power. But uh, he, he looked awesome. He won his fight. Afterwards, he called out Dustin Poirier, for, which I thought that was a little strange. Poirier is 55, and he said, hey, you know, uh, I just beat, uh, what do you say, something trash. Now, Miami trash. Now he's going to take out the – Swamp trash. Yeah. Your wife, basically, your wife's a whore, and she has a kid with, with Conor McGregor. Uh, that, that was <laughs> – that's what he said. But you can't take away his, his skill level. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts on this fight? I think, uh, man, one, I think Masvidal is getting a little bit old, to be honest with you. Um, he, he's 37, 38, and, man, your cardio – my cardio sucked when I was 28. But um, when you're getting that old, it does. Your athleticism goes down the hill. And I'm glad he got his big contract because he's still – there's still fights out there. I just don't think they should match him up with wrestlers. But uh, I, I think Colby goes overboard on a lot of shit talking. But he can fight, man. That dude, you can't take anything away from him. He's got balls. He doesn't quit. When the going gets tough, uh, his cardio's insane, and he's really, really skilled, man. And uh, that uh, I just wish Greg Hardy had won because he cost me a couple grand on a parlay. There it is. <laughs> yeah, um, that would have been that. nice. We'll talk about that in a second. Been... Uh, Greg, thoughts on the fight? Man, I, listen, I, it, it wasn't even close. It was sad how not close it was. Now, let me ask you guys this because it seemed to me, it, you know, this Sambo technique has really taken over, you Sambo. know? And it seemed to me that's what Covington was doing. It wasn't jujitsu; it was samba. He was laying on him, bearing him, bear hugging him, holding him down, weight on him. It just felt more like well, samba, samba than like anything a combination else. Combination of like wrestling, jujitsu, sort of a catch, sort of catch. I, I know, and no, that's what it's judo, like. judo wrestling, judo wrestling. It's yeah, judo wrestling. Russian, it's it, it, Russian and, military. 
And that's what it looked like to me. That's what it looked like to me. Like he had, it was that kind of dominant pressure that you're used to seeing from the Sambo practitioners. And and I felt like that's what he did. And I feel like he saw that was like, that's what I want to do. And he just went in and did to him. And this Sambo thing, I think we're going to see more and more and more of it because it's just so fucking effective. And and Jorge just couldn't do shit. And when he let, he didn't do that against Usman though. Like, No, I don't think he could do it against Usman. I think Usman is that much stronger than him. I think that he can't hold him down. He tried. I just think Usman, for that weight, is that much stronger than everybody else. Jorge, on the other hand, was not. He didn't look particularly great conditioned or muscular or anything. I mean, he kind of looked, honestly, I mean, physically he looked a little soft, but he never looks super ripped. You never see him being super cut up guy. But I feel like the best and worst thing to happen for Masvidal was the Ben Askren knockout because it made him an international superstar. But but then all of a sudden you started seeing like fat Jorge. He started wearing these like crazy outfits, going to the Trump rallies. He became this like superstar guy. But it seemed like it, his conditioning fell a little bit. He was exactly. I, I mean, when I first saw him, I was like, "Well, he doesn't look like." But he never really. But I mean, I just he looked soft. He looked yeah. soft, and and I think that showed throughout the fight because he could not get out from underneath Covington, and I mean, it was total and complete domination. And all I kept thinking was, "This is uh, this speech is going to be well, this so is going to be some fireworks." Because it wasn't even close. I mean, one thing it was close. Well, then afterwards, afterwards, Masvidal was like, come on, let's do it. And Colby's guy was like, you have 25 minutes to do it. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stephen A. Smith, who's wrong on everything, I got to say, he, he, because, Don, so uh, his excuse, Masvidal's excuse was, my wrestling wasn't there tonight, right? Yeah. Um, And Stephen A. Smith was like, how is that an excuse? You knew the guy was going to better at wrestling. You wrestled with him before. He's your old training partner. He's a two-time All-American. What do you mean your wrestling wasn't there tonight? And I, I got to say, it's the one time I kind of agree with Stephen A. Smith. Because, <laughs> like, like, that we knew that was going to happen. But so our, I don't know if you know who John Morgan is. But John Morgan is he's a reporter. He's always the guy with the blue shirt, like, has the first question. Real nice guy. Okay, me and John are, are friends. A really, really good guy. But for some reason, he picked against – I think he said something like, Kobe didn't deserve a title shot. So now every time at the press conference, uh, Morgan goes, Kobe, I have a question. He goes, 10 push-ups, John. Like, he just makes him do 10 push-ups. But John doesn't do that. <laughs> and then that's the end of the – that's it. <laughs> He's such a bully. He just goes – and now John's whole Twitter feed is people saying 10 push-ups every time, like – that's what, yeah, I think Colby told him if you could do 10 push-ups, I'll answer your question like a long time ago. And then uh, John Morgan even said, I only have one lung. And he's like, that's all right. Get down and try. Like uh, he wanted him to try to do 10 push-ups. To, uh... Colby, man, you know how Chael was a master at going right up to the edge and then pulling back a little bit? Yeah. Colby goes right up to the edge and then goes three times past it. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. he just can't – he just – Dude, he made fun of Matt Hughes getting hit by a train. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like – after that's almost as bad by- as writing a fake book review on his autobiography. <laughs> by the way, I had Matt on the show last week, and everyone asked if you were going to be on it. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want to go out with Matt? Do you want to go out? Oh, with I would him? love to. Yeah, it, uh, I told you know after that happened with Matt with the train, people were all hitting me up like, "Dude, ain't that awesome?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's not awesome." Like, I don't hate Matt. I just made fun of his book because I thought it was a little weird. But I don't wish him anything bad. Like, I don't want anything. Like, he doesn't deserve to die because 
he does some embarrassing stuff. Yeah, people are book, crazy. First know, of like, all, so so Matt Hughes, I had him on the show last week, and he was laughing. He still thinks he could take Tim Sylvia. I mean, talk about a tough guy. <laughs> talk about a tough guy. Uh, talk about a tough guy. The guy got hit by a train. You can take Tim Sylvia now. Yeah, you know? he does. And he's he's like his brain's there. He just can't verbalize it because, but he's getting there. I mean, and, and it was like. Afterwards, I almost started crying because it was like uh, I, I cried during his speech because, you, you know, you see a guy in that condition, but he's such a, a, a good guy. And he says it's the best thing to happen. He's inspiring people. And like he. he but he, again, refresh my memory, because we all know he got hit by a train. But what was he doing out there? Well, that's the thing. Right. So according to him, it was like he was retur- he was filling up his friends, his neighbor's tractor with diesel fuel. He had it in the back and it was like corn, huge cornfield. Didn't see a train. He now has a lawsuit against train company, and uh, he didn't see. He just didn't see, and he didn't see the train. Like he just, that's 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 it. That's what, that's his story. That's what, he, that's what he's going with, right? Other people he were like, didn't see a train. Yeah, other people were like, well, he was trying to kill himself, right? That's what people said. Which, yeah. which, which I don't. I mean, Matt Matt Hughes has never tried to kill himself before, as far as I know. So to to to, to go, I'm gonna go park my car in front of a train, kind of as a crazy way to go, but. Let's say those people are right. Let, let's just say those people are right. He tried to kill himself. I did not. That's still fucking horrible. And like, why is like, people are like, oh, well, he, well, fuck him. He tried to kill himself. He deserves it. No, a lot of people tried to kill themselves and, and failed. And, and that's not the way you treat people, even if he did try to kill himself. It's not like, well, good. Well, I, I think but it's like, entirely possible that neither of these things are the truth. You know, it could have just been a dumb mistake. It could have been on his phone. He could have on his phone. I mean, he could have been decided. He may have thought he could jump it. He was like, "Watch me jump it!" You know, "Watch me jump right in front of it." He may have just thought it'd be something fun to do. You know, maybe you never know. You what? Know the, what? You, know. you know what? But what? there's also there's also the competition factor. When you, when you've been competing your whole fucking life, and then um, then you don't compete anymore, you look for things to compete against. So. Maybe uh, trying to compete against that train to beat it across the track, you know, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, it would have given him a high, like, ending a fight, you know? He would have been I like, oh, okay, I did it, you know? You get yeah, that absolutely. high. Who, who, knows, who knows what it was or whatever it is. He, I mean, he's all about, like, stem cell research. Is, stem cells have saved his life. And, he went the same uh, place Don went. He's been there repeatedly, yeah. And you know what, man? Uh, and he seems like a people are like. Well, he was a dick. He, he, he fucked his teammates' wives, or he was an or whatever. Whatever happened beforehand, like you never want to see anyone like that. And also, people can 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 change. And, and it's not. And I mean, we're not. Ta- I don't know. It's just people are just like, like, oh, fuck them. I'm like, what kind of fucking people are you? Like, like, because I posted on, on these forums. And, and some people are like, I was like, hey man, love the interview. So happy that was that, that I'm that was the best interview I've ever heard. So powerful. Great to hear from Matt. Great to hear him laughing. Other people were like, Matt was not a nice guy. I'm like, Matt's not a good person. Oh, <laughs> so you're happy he's in a fucking like, what? What? I don't know, man. The whole suicide thing's crazy that people would be like. I can speak from experience. Like, I almost committed suicide three separate times, and that was just while watching Shab's comedy. Oh, <laughs> so there it is. I can Hello. identify that. Uh, yeah. you know, like, uh, with that, but no, they shouldn't. I love when people are like, "Well, he tried to kill himself, so that's what he gets." Like, 
even if he did, like you said, like that's what he gets. Like he, yeah. What happened to him before that made him to get to that point? You know. So. Well, you know, and the thing is, the only one that really knows is Matt, and he may honestly not even remember. Yeah. He may yeah. only remember what he was doing prior to that, and somehow it, ha- you know, so. I think Don, speculating Don, on it is really book. horrible too. Whatever he says it was, it just should be whatever what people accept it as being. You know, making up other stuff and trying to believe it is is pointless. It's completely stupid. And the fact of the matter is, it happened. He told you why it how it happened, and now we and now we you know I mean thank goodness he's alive and able to inspire people after this happened. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. By the way, I got to ask you, Don. Or uh, Sean, how do you how do you get a gas tank like Colby's? Like, is is it is it just skill or talent or or luck? Hard work. It's called hard yeah. work. But a lot of people. There's work hard, hard work, but I think there's also um, like Kane Velasquez. Um, I talked to him one time and talked to his coach too, and said he's just always been like that. Like he just never got you know. And just I don't know if they're long. You know, they did a sports science thing on Kane, and they said his endurance is on the same level as the best endurance, like the Kenyan guys that run. 26 miles or whatever he said it's on that level and uh, i think somebody some people's bodies just uh process oxygen different you look at phil baroni phil could come in with one percent body fat and still struggle cardio wise you know like i think it's just some um i don't know if it's your you know lung capacity i don't know what it is but my cardio even when i played basketball in college my cardio stunk when i was in phenomenal shape my cardio stunk like it's just i don't know man What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball, but online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. In, uh, it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Don, you, Don, you have great cardio, right? I'd like to think so. You know. Did you ever get tired of fighting? <laughs> yeah, when I quit training, yeah. <laughs> I started to start hit the drugs more, yeah, the pills, yeah. But, but before but, that, no, yeah. before that, no, I never got tired, never. Never got tired. Well, too, yeah. man, the, the, the big factor, and I found this to be true, is um, the ability to relax, which a guy like Don obviously can relax during a fight because he's the manliest man ever. So, um, like, he doesn't, like, you know, get nervous. But the ability um, – you talk about – somebody told me about – I can't remember who it was. Um, they were talking about Navy SEAL buddies of theirs who are in the mo- most amazing shape ever would get exhausted sparring with them because they were nervous. You know, like they hadn't sparred a bunch or fought. And uh, not that they hadn't fought, but, I mean, physically, you know, like that. But uh, the ability to relax, man, while you're fighting. And Colby, you can tell Colby's relaxed the whole time, man. Like, he just has that ability to stay calm and relaxed, you know. Um, yeah. In there, so – well, he wasn't being challenged much, so I can see why he stayed calm and relaxed. <laughs> I mean, he was only threatened for one shot in the fourth. And you could tell Jorge just didn't have the gas to follow up. It wasn't like with Diaz where he pointed and laughed and blew the opportunity. He hit him, and it's almost like he was so relieved to have a second 
to breathe where the guy was injured. And by the time he had the end to go back, it was over. Colby had already, he kind of recovered. So, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, he just, I mean, it was definitely a t- tale of two different cardiacs. Don, the fight before that. So they had Rafael Dos Anjos, who fought this guy, Renato Moicano, uh, who took the fight on one week notice. This fight should have been stopped. This was a fucking beatdown and a half. And Hanato's corner, dude, the ref, the ref in the fifth round said, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. If you don't show me anything in 30 seconds, I'm stopping the fight. To which he still didn't stop the fight. The guy yeah. just got the shit no, it, out of him. It was kind of funny when that happened, though, because it was like, it, you know, Dos Santos, here, here's that too. And he was like, okay, so I'm not going to attack this dude for three seconds. And then waited for that time to elapse and then went in after it. Dude, there, there was no point of that. Like, they should have just cut to, I, I, put, I put, like, Rachel Austin is jumping on a fucking trampoline. So it, there was no point. I'm, I'm watching this fight going, this guy's going to have brain damage. He's going to have CTE. The, nothing good is happening right now. Like, he's not going to come back. And uh, you're just watching a guy show toughness. But, Sean, right? Towel? Dude, if, dude, if the only thing that's going to change it is they're going to get somebody killed. Like they really are going to get somebody killed because people are like, well, he quit anytime he wants. It's not that easy. If you, you're branded a quitter, if you tap when you're not in a submission or whatever, you're branded, your career might as well be over because you're a quitter. You don't have any balls. You don't have any of this and that. And so I guarantee you he was dying for his corner to stop it once he realized he had no gas left to fight. He had taken one of the worst beatings I've ever seen anybody take in my life. Gone. And yeah, well, yeah, he can't see – the doctor asked him if he could see out of his eye, and he was kind of like, kind of, you know what I mean, or whatever like that. The doctor's like, oh, he's okay, you know, whatever. Like, it, uh, the, man, it's, I, I'm telling you, they're going to get somebody killed, and then, then they're going to start stopping fights the first time someone gets knocked out. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away like an overcorrection. But it, I hate, I won't even watch fights like that anymore, man. When, um, what's his name? Brian, he fought Max Holloway. Brian. Uh, Ortega. Ortega. That fight reminded me of that. He just, no one should take that kind of beating in a sport, ever, in anything, but certainly not. A sport, man. Like somebody either is corner, the ref, somebody has to do it because somebody's going to die. It was crazy. Uh, so Bryce Mitchell, who um, – Bryce Mitchell, basically, he's, he's – uh, Nasty. So this guy's from he, – he's from Arkansas, and he's hilarious. Uh, you, you would love him. Uh, so he made headlines because he went on Ariel Hawani's show, and he goes, Ariel, I want to ask you some questions, right? So first, he, he supported the, 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 the truckers. He was all for the Canadian truckers, you know, that whole thing that was going on. Then he says, no one's taking his guns from him. F- great. He basically said every, he goes, and he's like, everyone on my, on my block is strapped. We got the Johnsons. We got the, the Sycamores, the Thompson. <laughs> he named everyone on his block and what kind of gun they had, right? As they're getting and, added to the FBI watch list, like, okay. Mitchell's, but. Yeah, they're like, all right, let's uh, just keep an eye on McDaniel Court. Dude, <laughs> and he goes, but then, then he said one thing I don't agree with, which he he's basically said the government was behind the school shootings uh, as a way to take away uh, his guns, his his AK. Which I I don't think the government was behind the school shootings. I, I but I'm sure somebody out there in the interwebs will be like, no, watch this video. I'm not watching your fucking video. I don't care. I refuse to believe that. But uh, but Bryce wanted to debate for like 
45 minutes about, you know, healthcare and how it's not a universal, right? <laughs> just kept going on and on. And I got to say, man, I, I, I may not agree with all of Bryce Mitchell's points, but I love the fact that he's making the points and I agree with his right to make the points. Um, and I love characters like this dude. He's hilarious. Uh, did you see the interview, McCorkle, with this guy? You know, I saw clips here and there, but I loved his interview about how much masks suck back in the day. Like that one cracked me up. He's like, um, if your mask works, why do I need to wear mine? Which is what I was saying forever. Oh, and then, uh, but no, he's definitely a character, man. He's uh, on that school shooting stuff. And I think a lot of people go a little too far. With the, I, like I'm a conspiracy theorist, I guess, to a degree, but I don't think the government needs to have people go shoot up a school. People are crazy enough to do that on their own. Yeah. But they will capitalize on things. So the government may have not have released COVID to try to do this or that, but they'll take advantage of it if they get the opportunity. You know, like anything that happens. But yeah, it's a, the people that crack me up are think that a school shooting was faked. Like, so you think the government cares so much about our children that they will go to the degree of faking the shooting of children. You know, like if, if they're that ruthless, they would just have them killed and not think twice, you know? So it's uh yeah, it's, I mean, there's a, I don't know, there's a happy medium somewhere in there between school shootings and 9-11. I don't know. I will say that the, the Vegas shooting is strange. How, yeah, like, yeah. how did that guy have, get a whole fucking militia up there for, like, a month and nobody saw him? And there's never an explanation. Like, they, you never hear about it again. Like, Epstein fake hanging himself. Like, okay, I mean, just disappeared. You know? I mean, I smoke a joint in a Vegas casino and I'm, like, running down the fucking the uh the, the thing because i don't want to be seen by anybody but this guy's right. got a fucking this guy's got like a cannon in his room right. like, and, and, and room service didn't see the cannon uh, uh, i mean you know how hard it is to get room service to leave you alone for a day I, I mean something's a little strange about that fucking vegas shooting no <laughs> i think on. it's pretty easy to blend in i think it's easy to make things look like suitcases i think they have people show up with lots of luggage all the time you know and i think and i think those service workers try not to see anything when they go in those rooms i think they try and just clean that shit up and get the fuck yeah, out of there there's something strange about that thing I, i'll I tell you what I, those service workers will notice if you're not wearing a mask when i went to las vegas a month but, but, ago but bryce mitchell was so funny he was like <laughs> bryce is like no i was in vegas and i talked to the cab drivers and the cabs told those guys told me what, what's up <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the best <laughs> but <laughs> those are the guys to talk to i mean you want to know what's going on yeah here. if you want to know whether it's a strip club or a whorehouse <laughs> jesus christ come on guys <laughs> so anyway his fighting technique the guy's undefeated and he is awesome i mean the guy holy shit I mean, do you know what his background is? Because it just seems like a guy from the sticks out in Arkansas wouldn't be that good of a wrestler and submission guy and good like. And he's not very old. I mean, he's not a very old. Kid, well, so and he's weird, man. and he's also one of those guys. Again, like he doesn't show up all cut up. Like he's been fucking. You you, you don't expect that kind of wrestling cardio when you look at his body. You don't see that kind of strength, and he doesn't look like he's going to have that kind of endurance. And then again, it looks like that Sambo style of just intense yeah, pressure. Yeah, like Khabib strength. I'm pretty sure. Yes, it's the Khabib style, and I think we're just going to see more and more and more of it, which uh, incidentally isn't great for the sport. It isn't the most exciting <laughs> style to watch. It gets a little I boring, he, he but I think we're just going to see more and more of it. But he knocked down Barboza on the feet. Like, yeah. That was crazy. 
But I mean, I no, he just caught him with a good one, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but most of the fight was him getting him on the ground and right. and, and and holding him down and samboing him. I mean, it, that's what it looked like to me, man. So, so, Greg, so uh, your guy, Greg Hardy, who here's the problem, uh, Don, with these football players, right? We're not Kevin yeah. Holland. Okay, wait. Yeah, we'll we'll double all back. Right. We'll double back. These guys all come out and they knock every they knock the first ten guys out because they're so yeah. much stronger, more athletic, and they're feeding them like. Guys that are, aren't as good. And then all of a sudden, they get to that next tier, and yep. their entire career has been playing football. Uh, so they're trying to play catch-up. And for Greg Hardy, if they just threw – if I was Greg Hardy's coach, I would find a, a wrestling team in Florida and just throw them in a fucking wrestling practice every day of the week. Like, yes. Because he gets on the ground and he panics. And he doesn't yep. like he doesn't know what to do on the ground. Um, it's I, literally the tail of the day for every crossover athlete that's ever entered the octagon. They wind up on their back. Their legs don't know what to do. Their arms are all over the place, and it almost gets embarrassing. You're like, okay, he's not ready for this. Put him, level. In, a, put him in a college wrestling room uh, five days a week, and I, I think you'd have a. Day, I think after a year, Greg Hardy would be an elite. Heavyweight. Well, and he got to know that people have counseled him that way, and he's like, no, 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 I, I got it. I know what to do. I got it. Like, he wants to just learn some basic escapes, and then he thinks he's got it. Sean, you know, you I'm sure his coaches were smart enough to say, like, no, you need to be wrestling every day. And he's like, don't worry. I'm never going to, you know, I'll catch him on the way in, you know, because that power is so reliable up to that point. John? I think uh, if anybody's an expert on winning fights solely based on being bigger and stronger and more athletic, it's me. Um, but uh, that's exactly how I got to the UFC, and I got lost when I got to the second tier. But, um, you know, my jiu-jitsu coach told me when I first started training, man, which is uh, one of the smartest things a coach ever told me. He said, you're always trained from the bottom. Always start on your back. Always start in a bad position because he said you're so much stronger than everybody and better looking. He didn't say that. But he said you're so much stronger than everybody that um, you're always going to be fine when you're on top once you learn some basic submissions. But you have to learn to fight from your back because at some point, someone's putting you on your back, you know, and you're not going to be able to get up if you don't know what you're doing. And I think that's a lot of what these guys do. They just are so used to being physically dominant until you get in there somebody who's as big, as strong, and has technique. And I think that's the problem. Uh, that's the problem I ran into. Like when Soa Pulele picked me up and slammed me and was started punching me in the face a whole bunch in Australia, I thought, this must be how everyone else felt when I was fighting. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like to be completely helpless under someone bigger and stronger than me. You know? So, Don, so. you got a guy like Greg Hardy, right? Obviously an elite athlete, football player. He was like a number one pick, uh, played for the Cowboys, got kicked out because of some domestic violence issues. Uh, won his first ten fights, lost his last three, has basically been knocked out in the first round, but all three fights. Maybe he lost in the second he round. He did live my life. Go ahead. Uh, what do you do with him? You training for his weak his weak spot. On the weak areas, you know, we spent the majority of time, seventy five percent of the time, in the weak areas, and because uh, uh, you you can't you can't forget, you know, your strong points. You still have to do it, but you do that only twenty five thirty percent of the time, and the rest of the time you concentrate on on your weakness and try and pull it up. Yeah, I mean, he's got for shot. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people won't do that. When I was um. Uh, Uriah Faber brought me up for a few days when he was um, coaching the, the, the ultimate fighter. They brought me up for a few days 
and had a lot of fun. And um, bless him, you know, he's a good kid. And but one of the guys on the team was like, oh, that's the way of we're losing you, Don. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure what he's saying is that one guy just was like, "Fuck it, I only want to work from things I'm, com- I'm uh, comfortable at." Right? And then he turned out to be nothing. You know, I mean, yeah. he never got a title shot because he wouldn't work on his weak spots. You know, and he's fucking, you know, um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't try anything else and. And everybody else passed him up. Dude, that Gary Tonin, who's fighting this week, by the way, we're going to talk about some upcoming fights. It's a great week of fights. He says he's one of the best in the world in jiu-jitsu. And he's like, I tap four or five times in practice. I go, what? He goes, yeah, because I start in the worst possible position. Like, the guy's Mm -hmm. got me to heel hook and start. And I'm like, the ego that you have to not have to be that is what you have to do to be great. I mean, I mean, Greg... Like I tell comics, anyone could, not anyone, but a lot of people can kill in a hot crowd. A yeah. lot of people can hit. Yeah. It's when I see people are like, who are you impressed with the comic? I'm impressed with the comedian when they're bombing and bombing and bombing and find a fucking a spot and turn the crowd around and then kill. <laughs> or when everyone on the fucking lineup bombs, but one guy gets them. It's, it's, I've been up there. You got to do an hour. First 10 minutes, nothing. And all, but you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to, is it the crowd work? Is it, is it the jokes? Is it, is it where I'm standing? Is it how I'm this? What is it? Is it how I'm holding the mic? Is it, uh, do I have to rephrase the joke? What do I got to do to find that fucking cheat code to get in there? And that's. Is it that I'm Brendan Shaw, but I'm not funny? That could be uh, what it was. Dude, it's, uh, I mean, you know, Damon Wayans, who I, I think is one of the most underrated comedians, he had one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. He talked about Magic Johnson's kid. You know, Magic Johnson's kid is, like, really gay. I mean, like, the gay. Like, he's, like, very, very effeminate. Like, a, like a huge black. And he goes, it must have been hard for Magic when he was growing up because he was, like, this manly. And he'd be like, hey, I'm Magic. And his son would be like, and I'm voila. <laughs> from, so from one to Bruce Buffer, how gay is he? Uh, he, I, I don't know that Bruce Buffer is gay, uh, but I didn't his, say that. I just, <laughs> but, but this dude is very effeminate. That's all I'm saying. All right. So, uh, the, hey, real quick, Adam, sorry to interrupt, but, um, you know, when you were talking about like training your weaknesses, I had a good point, uh, to make on that. Um, I heard that, um, there was a coach in Las Vegas that was training, uh, doing one-on-one private session with the Bruce Buffer. And he asked him what his biggest weakness was. And Buffer just found himself training with, uh, tattooed Latin guys. So I don't know. <laughs> That's, that's, I, I don't even know what that even means. I, I was going to say, I think you just put that's your job on the map. Oh, yeah. He just said tattoo uh, that guy. Got it, got it, got it. Jesus All right, Jesus. so you wanted to talk about uh, the, um, the Kevin Holland fight. Kevin Holland. Dude, Kevin Holland is going to look like a world beater against anyone who doesn't wrestle. If I yeah. were him, he just like, – now that I, hear, I heard they give you like three people to fight. You want to fight this guy? Pick the guy that doesn't wrestle. Because as soon as he goes against a wrestler, he doesn't win usually. But against Cowboy Oliveira, he looked like a world beater because his striking's great. He's so tall. Well, in round two, in round one, Oliveira was uh, was yeah. fighting a pretty solid fight. He was very technical, and he was having a pretty good fight. But I don't know how good Kevin Holland is right now because 
he he fought a guy's not a wrestler, you know. So I don't I yeah. don't know. I mean, I, I like Kevin Holland. He also didn't talk any shit this fight. It was the that great- was weird. Yeah, that was strange. That, I know. I was waiting for him to start talking, and he really didn't. I was, and it, to the point where I was like, "Oh, is he not the fighter that does all the talking?" Because I thought he was the one that does all the talking. So, which obviously that worked because he, you know, he finished the round, and the coach was like, "Look, okay, you didn't get that round, so you need to pick it up in a second. And then he went out there and knocked him the fuck out. Um, yeah. I don't know. We don't. We, we haven't seen a lot of wrestling out of. Hopefully, he is working on it. So, uh, some uh, some fights this week uh, in Invicta. Uh, is this Thursday? Uh, this girl Paulina Granados is fighting. We've had her on the podcast. Super hot. Has a hot OnlyFans. Hot Mexican chick. Big fan of hers. Uh, cool. uh, so um, she's fighting. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll be fighting to not touch myself. In in, in one championship, like I say, <laughs> Gary Tonin, who's five and zero, oh, is fighting this guy Tan Lei, who's uh, ten and three. Really good fighter. On like our five or six uh, uh, pound, uh, five or six winning streak. Gary Tonin's funny, man. Like, you, like he's one of those guys when he's cutting weight, he's a complete asshole, which like most people are, I guess. But he, he like puts – so this is what he put on, on Instagram uh, today. BJJ girls and guys, do you test any of the moves you do with any level of resistance before posting them on Instagram? Or do you just completely make shit up and immediately deem it worthy of sharing? Why not just start doing katas? You make me sick. Shame on you. So, so um, who said this? Gary Tonin. I guess people are posting technique videos, but like not. Uh, right, but they've been doing it for like, it's like when an open micer posts a fucking set. <laughs> he's, he was very, he's very mad about this. Uh, so he, he sounds trying, like a dick. I hope he gets hit by a train and dives. Oh, oh God. No, no, that's, no. I mean, that's not me. I'm saying that's half a Twitter. You're uh, a dick. I hope you die. So, uh, and, and Brave, Brave, by the way, has some good fights. Uh, they're in, um, uh, they're in Bahrain. You ever go to Bahrain? I've been there. Yeah. You went there with, with the with the military, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Bahrain is the craziest place I've ever. I've been there like four times for the military, and it's one of the places where, I guess, people from Saudi Arabia or some of uh, so they they think that like this is what I heard that. Allah can't see them in Bahrain because right. it's like on a bridge or something to go over there. So it's like anything goes whorehouses, like alcohol, drugs. It's dude. I, I went to a club. It was like, there must've been a hundred prostitutes, all good looking, but with terrible teeth. Wait, um, where, where's this club? It, it's in Bahrain. <laughs> dude, these women come up to you. They're all like Filipino. They just grab your penis and go hot dog, hot dog, like 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 that's like they, uh, and then they want you to uh, to have have sex, which I, I never did, but 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 it was like it was they just grab your cock and say hot dog at this club. It, it's one of the, but that's where have, is that where you went, Sean, or no? Uh, I didn't go to that club, but um, <laughs> I did hear that uh, Bruce Buffer frequents a club there called Hot Dog. No, but um, when I was in Bahrain, I found it's a. Uh, I found it interesting that I told James Krause I would meet him down at the lobby later, and then the tour guide told me not to tell anyone where we're going to be because I might get blown up. Like He's like, you might get blown up. I wouldn't tell anybody where you're going to be, and he was serious. Like wow. our tour guide, because I guess they really hate Americans over there, especially oh if they think they're in the military. But, uh, yeah, I just think – I don't know. You probably aren't familiar with this, Adam. Uh, the first verse in the Quran says, what happens in Bahrain stays in Bahrain. <laughs> So, I, 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 I was trying to get back to that too. I'm like, it's a very convenient belief system. 
Yeah. You're like, oh, no, 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 I believe it, except there's this one place. It's the same thing as Dubai. Like the, the Saudis think if they go to Dubai, it's okay to do whatever you want. It's just I think it's so because it's like an island, so it's not connected to the Holy Land. It was like some type of like clause that like get out of jail free clause. Anyway, so Brad I wonder if Katona, there's any boys there since it's uh, an island. Brad Katona, who's tenant to, is fighting Hamza Kulihi. That's in Brave. Uh, this week, March 11th, Eagle FC, Khabib's thing. It is yeah. Kevin Lee versus Diego Sanchez. This should not be Lee sanctioned. I don't know why this is happening. Uh, Kevin so Lee. wait a minute. When did Eagle FC become Bellator? <laughs> this is re- – what? I thought the whole thing was it would be all these other fighters. What are they doing with Kevin Lee and Diego Sanchez? <laughs> Uh, oh Don, my God! Don, who's gonna win this fight, Don? Uh, not the fans. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, Ricky Bendejas, who I thought was gonna be actually like he's actually really good. When he he knocked out uh, James Gallagher, who they were calling him the next Conor McGregor, but then he ended up losing to Juan Archuleta, Apache Mix. Uh, uh, he lost a bunch of Sergio Pettis. Uh, Leandro Higo. So they were just being racist. Uh, so he's, <laughs> he's Irish. He's going to be the next kind of No, no, no. But he's fighting Ray Borg, who's a, a really good fighter, Ray Borg. Uh, also, and Anthony Hamilton. Remember him, Sean? I know the name, but I can't picture him. Yeah. He's a heavyweight. They call him Freight Train. He, I remember he beats Melino Rama by a head kick. He's 15 and 8. He hasn't fought since 2017. He lost to Daniel Spitz. He lost to Marcel Fortina. He lost to Nganu. I mean, all good guys. Uh, he lost to Todd Duffy in 2014. He beat Ruan Potts. He lost. He, he beat Daryl Schoonover. Remember, he's the guy they called Titties. Uh, the old yeah. fighter, that, that 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 poor guy from El Paso. Uh, so he's fighting this guy, Vizvan <laughs> Kunaev, who's 11 and two. So I guess they're trying to build this dude up. Uh, you can see a picture of this guy. You can see him. Uh, not mm-hmm. best, uh, but he's 11 and two. Uh, I think that's a, that a heavyweight. No, Lee Sanchez, but it's uh, it'll be all right. And then Henan Baral, who this dude, you talk about Usada. Remember, he was like eighty and O before Usada, mm-hmm. and then he lost to T.J. Dillashaw. Then he lost to Jeremy Stevens. Then he lost to Aljamain. Lost to Brian Kelleher. <laughs> lost to Andre Ewell. Lost to Luke Sanders. Lost to D. Douglas Silva. I mean, he. I mean, he was killing. Yeah, you know, you can say that, Adam, but there's no denying that's a hell of a streak. <laughs> he was killing it before that. So he he's fighting Horacio Gutierrez, uh, and then that guy also Impa. He's the guy that um. Remember the guy who caught his leg and did that crazy kick? That was against him. Remember against Joaquin Buckley? Remember Joaquin? Oh, yeah. Buckley? yeah, 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 yeah. So that's right. He, he's fighting a guy named Raymond. Mago de Malayev, who's nine and one, who just beat Anthony and Jikawani, knocked him out in one round. So this dude's obviously uh, the real deal. So that's this week in Eagle FC. Also, the PFL Challenger Series. So I guess the PFL is doing this thing. It's on FUBU, um, FUBU <laughs> Network. And the first week they had, um, they had Jeremy Piven. Uh, I think it's FUBO. I don't think it's FUBU. <laughs> oh, FUBO. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was trying to figure out why they have to wear ghetto clothes, like rapper clothes, while they fight. <laughs> so they had um, Jeremy Piven, uh, 
Tyron Woodley and Ray. Who's that guy? The football player, the Ray. Ray Rice. Ray, no, Ray Lewis. Ray, Ray Lewis, Lewis, the murderer? Yeah, no, yeah, Ray Lewis. So the three of them got to pick who gets into the BFL based on their performances. So, <laughs> I, know, I know when I'm looking for a fight scout, I, I immediately I think Jerry Piven. Jerry, yeah, Jeremy Piven. That, exactly. Let's get Jeremy Piven. You know Piven. Who, would, who could really pick some good fighters is the guy that played uh, cheese and uh, – Old school, like that guy. Yeah. Uh, Ladies uh, and gentlemen, your third judge, you knew her as Blossom. Please put your other. <laughs> I am Bialik. The no, big Jeremy, bang like, I love Jerry Piven. I, I, me and him toured together. But it just him and him Woodley, and then Ray Lewis got to pick who who, who gets. <laughs> this guy's a professional athlete, but not in this sport. Let's bring him out. Here he is, Greg Luganis. <laughs> You know, uh, I don't it's know. Like the maybe... idiot. It's like the idiot for ESPN who knows nothing about fights. What do you think Stephen A., yeah. Every time he opens yeah. his mouth, he's like, shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, uh, I hope Kane Velasquez's legal team talks to Ray Lewis as we're talking about it because he got away with killing a guy in Atlanta 20 years ago. So. Yeah, he sure did, outside a strip club. Yeah. All right, so the UFC. It's called Hot Dog. No. The, the, the UFC this <laughs> week has some fights. Tiago Santos, he's the guy with the big – uh, hammer on his chest. Yeah, yeah. He, he was looking like a world beater. Then he lost like three. And well, he 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 won his last fight. Uh, he he beat um, uh, what's his name is Johnny Walker. Before that, he lost to Rachik, Glover Teixeira, and John Jones. All great guys. He knocked out Jan Blakovich, and he knocked out Jimmy Manoa. Uh, so he is fighting uh, Ankalaev, and Ankalaev, who just beat Volkan Ozdemir, beat Krylov. Beat Kudalaba twice. His only loss is to Paul Craig. And that was a fight he was winning, like, 10-8, 10-8. And he got submitted with one second left by a triangle. Like, one second. Literally, four minutes, yeah. 59 seconds. So, only because I bet on him. <laughs> are you serious? No, I just figured uh, that's probably what happened. So. Yeah, I was going to say, the likelihood is that he's serious. So that's going to be a, a good fight. Uh, Marlon Moraes. Who, uh, I think, wait a minute, talking about this fight, I just really think that angle of, I mean, again, we're talking about that Sambo, that uh, yeah. Khabib style. Now, this will be interesting because ostensibly Tiago's going to have more power. He's yeah. going to have greater strength. So it'll be interesting if that style, if you know, there's always a neutralizer. For every one of these, there's some kind of a neutralizer. Like for, for jiu-jitsu, it was wrestling. You know, and so it's like, okay, so is is strength going to be the thing that allows you to kind of break that that system? Yeah. You know, to where they can't just pin you down. They can't hold you down. They can't smother you. They can't just, just you know, squeeze you the whole yeah, time. Those, so those, it'll those be interesting to see guys, if that works out. Those Dagestani guys, it's a different kind of strength, man. I know. I totally agree. And this will be interesting to see if it plays out again here where you're up against a guy ostensibly. You look at him, you're thinking, okay, this guy should be stronger. Should, but you're right. It is It is a different kind of strength. Um, also, uh, Song Yadong. Finally. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he knocked out Arce his last fight. He beat Casey Kenny. Uh, he lost to Kyler Phillips, who's a stud. Uh, he's fighting Marlon Moraes, who's lost three in a row. But remember, he was he beat he was beating Marab Devash, that guy Marab Devashelli, whatever. I don't know how to say his last name. But remember, he, he had him out, and then the dude ran away, and then came back and won. That was like the craziest fight ever. Remember that fight? He was literally oh. running. 
for his life. And they came back, pinned the guy, and then beat him up. It was insane. Uh, that's going to be great. Sadiq Youssef, he's the guy that has a uh, – he has, like, five moms. Uh, and he, 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 he's, from, he's from Africa. But in that culture uh-huh. – they're allowed, like they're allowed to have. But I think he only lives with one of them now. They're allowed to have as many moms as you want. Um, mm. And then, uh, and really got that one backwards. And he's got, <laughs> he's got like twenty-seven <laughs> brothers and sisters. Great talk guy. about the worst. Talk about the worst marriage proposition ever. It's like, how many mother-in-laws do I get? <laughs> Five? No, thank you. But they all, they all, they all live in different rooms. They all don't sleep in the same bed together. It's not like him oh. saying goodbye, good night, good night, good night. Um, so he, he's awesome, Sadiq. He's fighting Bruce Leroy, uh, who's hmm. been looking great his last couple fights, but I still think, uh, what's name's going to win? Um, Khalil Roundtree, he's the guy that was fighting. Remember he was on the ultimate fighter. He was getting beat up yeah. and, his, and his mom was yelling, get up, uh, his mom. And he goes, shut up, mom. And then that went viral. That got like 9 billion hits him say, which is annoying when someone just says, get up. When you're getting pinned down. Um, yeah. He's just lucky didn't he didn't have five moms screaming at him. <laughs> I was going to say, and didn't he also, lot of help also didn't he go on to lose that fight? Yeah, he lost. Like, her yelling at him didn't help at all. Like, he just, he like, shut up, mom, and then continue, and then got pinned. And, like, it's like, you think I, that's one of those things, like, like you think I don't want to get up? You think I'm not trying to get up? It's like, shut up, you should uh, get a Netflix special. You think I don't want a Netflix special? Oh, you think I'm not trying? They're always just like, you should get a Netflix special. Oh, yeah, let me just, you know, I'm going to order one on Amazon. Uh, Terrence McKinney, who fought last week, he's the guy that was pronounced dead three times uh, because he got, he got tased three times by the cops when he was on LSD and acid. He, he was a state champion wrestler, uh, wrestled in college. Naturally. At one point, national champion. Uh, he won last week. He knocked out somebody in seven seconds. His first, uh, he, uh, the steamroller for Vola, and he won his last fight. He's fighting Drew Dober, who's got a really hot wife. Uh, she came to my show in Colorado. Um, so I love Adam's breakdowns of fights. Like this guy's wife's hot. He's fighting a guy that used to be addicted to LSD that got stunned by the cops, and uh, he also fought the steamroller. And uh, like, oh, I remember that fight. Oh, listen, he told his mom to shut up, and then. You know, what, you, know, you know what, though? It's on brand for us. It, you know what people don't like? It's when we do real analysis. I mean, honestly, <laughs> anytime we take this shit seriously, people are like, Bleh. Yeah, because there's 10 million guys that tell you the same fucking thing. How many uh-huh. people are going to remember that the fucking guys yelled at look at, at Look at Drew Dober looks like he could be somebody's hot wife. I mean, that guy's fucking gorgeous. Dude, uh-huh. wife came to my show. She's, like, smoking hot. Uh, I bet. Listen, I somebody told me that, that uh, Dominic Cruz says he puts the anal in analysis, but I wasn't sure if that was true. I wonder who told you that. Um, and then Jillian Robertson, who's got a re- she's, she's got a fucking hot on Instagram. She's got like red hair. She has like, but it's always the same picture. So uh, she keeps posting it, but but she looks fucking hot in it. Um, she's fighting. She, <laughs> if I can find her Instagram. <laughs> She only posts on Thursdays, like throwback, same picture over and over. <laughs> liking my posts, but then never gets back to me when I ask her to do the podcast. Uh, it's, it's, it's like annoying. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find this one. It's almost like she doesn't want to do the podcast. Uh, so she's okay. like, uh, she's like, I can come on like on the phone, audio wise. Right, what do you think? Just put that picture of me on there. That's one picture. That's normal, right? Uh, kind of. Uh, but this one, what do you think of that one? 
I mean, you know. Uh, what? you what From is- the shoulders down, I like it. <laughs> oh, come on. She's a pretty girl. Uh, you don't, you don't like What's redheads. her name? Tell me her name again. Let me look this up. Jillian Robertson. You don't, you don't like redheads? Don, you like redheads? Everybody loves yeah, redheads. Come on now. No, look. It's, I just, love it's the same picture. Look, I'm telling you. This one was in 2021 in July, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at her. You can tell she's a fighter. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, dude. It's going to be so awesome for me to bring this up, what, what Greg says when she's on the show. Now, Greg said <laughs> you look like a fighter when he looks at your face. How do you think that? What do you think he said that for? Haven't you heard what he's been saying? She's not coming on the show. She's hot. I think she's a little hottie. Oh, right here, Greg, come on. You Look, I'm not saying she's not a hottie. I mean, she's in incredible shape. She takes little sexy pictures. Great, you know, but I mean, come on. All right, all right. So uh, she's, she's, got, she's actually fighting. Who's she fighting? And listen, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. She doesn't want to fuck me either, okay? So it's fine. She's fighting, she's fighting. It, it's all even between me and Jillian. She's fighting J.J. Aldrich. That should be a good fight. J.J.'s a tough girl from Colorado. Also, Damon the Leech uh, is fighting. He's, he's 5'11", 145 pounds. He's a guy that just gets the shit beaten out of him, Damon, the entire fight, and then comes back and wins by some weird submission. And, like, he's known for that. Uh, he's fighting a guy named Camuela Carrick. Uh, who, who goes by the Jawaiian. <laughs> the leech. I feel like that's a nickname given to him by an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like, he's known for whatever. I was like, he's obviously known for being a leech. That's his nickname. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's obviously known for not paying his rent and eating all your food. That's what that's known for. <laughs> and also, Bellator is this week. Uh, Bellator, of course, uh, they're going Saturday night, of course. Uh, <laughs> and another mystery night MMA. <laughs> Adam Adam Borks, who's 17-1, fucking is fighting Mods Burnell, who's a good fighter. He used to be a UFC fighter. Borks is, is a fu- – he has one loss, uh, which was to Darian Caldwell two years ago. Uh, dude's on a, a mission. And Phil Davis is fighting. So uh, <laughs> I love Phil Davis. His, uh, you know, he's got a hot wife who's Korean, and they own a deli in San Diego, and he has his own beer, uh, Mr. Wonderful Beer. Uh, so got to root for Mr. Wonderful Beer. Uh, so, yeah, Phil Davis. Okay, can I – can we just – let me – this is the most Bellator thing in the world. I'm looking at the thing right now, Borix versus Burnell. What a matchup. It's the number two ranked Borix versus the also number two ranked Burnell. <laughs> There's only room for two. <laughs> Finally, we'll find out who the real number two is. Yeah, and they got a girl. I think if you said, they said on the Highlander, there can only be two. <laughs> <laughs> you got a guy, Romero Cotton, versus four and zero versus a guy who's five and six. Another girl's four and zero versus a guy that's five. And, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, what do I you think got? Uh, Bellator's marking reminds me of number two. They really don't. They're entire, exactly. Their whole strategy is we're, we're going to take a hot number 10. Uh, and then this week uh, in bare knuckle boxing. Are you guys going to watch bare knuckle boxing this week? Uh, no, I have some breathing to do. <laughs> did you? Did I, I, will, <laughs> I will do anything other than watch bare knuckle boxing. Did you, guys, did you watch Knuckle Mania? Uh, Knuckle Mania 2, you mean? Knuckle Mania 2. <laughs> you know, honestly, event. I would watch Bare Knuckle Boxing, but it's like, isn't it, don't you have, is it on Fight Pass now? Is that where it is? No, it, it, it's, it's only $5. Uh, 
for the app, five dollars a month for the, for the, for the, for the app. Uh, you're gonna, gonna have to find them Bellator too. Get, I, I was like, you better go a little cheaper than that. <laughs> uh, my kid's crying. I gotta go. Hold on, let me see. BKFC. Oh, uh, is it this week? Oh, uh, oh, April eighth. That's gonna be a good Mike Mike Richmond versus Dave the Caveman Rickles. That's gonna be a good fight. Uh, and then, uh, Finally, the matchup we've been waiting for. <laughs> the, 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 I was gonna say the matchup you needed them to fall out of three other weight divisions to make. Oh, and then, are you guys? Did you guys hear about celebrity boxing? Oh, by the way, on there. By the Good way, place. for those of you who don't know, if you go to the Bare Knuckle website, there is a sign up for tryouts. <laughs> That's amazing. I am not joking when I tell you you can sign up to try. You know what, Adam? Let's go. I'm you signing. What? I'm signing CB Gold up. Sign up CB Gold. <laughs> That's right. CB's golden, golden, gold. Don't even bring that silver shit in here. March 26, guys. Al B. Shore is boxing the Latin lover Hazel Roach. Uh, Al B. Shore. You know. You know. Al B. Shore is right. Absolutely. So this is an intergender fight? No, no, no. Albie Shore from the from the eighties. He has some good songs. Um, Night and day. Yeah, and then yeah. also, also there's a performance by Kid and Play. Um, Roy Jones Jr. is going to be the celebrity. It just says uh, Peter Guns is uh, the commentator. Um, and Flavor Flav. Can you imagine if they had this idea thirty years ago? <laughs> Flavor Flav is the ring announcer. <laughs> Oh my God! Tretch. Uh, oh. Well, those are those are going to be some long breaks between rounds. Tretch. We're going to have Pamela Anderson be the ring card girl. Tretch from Naughty by Nature uh, is going to be the guest. Dude, you got to go back twenty five years for this to be an A list fucking event. <laughs> it's going to be at the Showboat in Atlantic City. Uh, also fighting Kimbo Slice Jr. Versus Iggy Rodriguez. I don't know who that is. Uh, but, yeah, so that's going to go on. Uh, it's got to be hard to put this together. There must be an agency that's, like, called Bottom of the Barrel Booking. And they're like, do you just need any name? And then, then they have this roster of fantastic names to have at your next fighting event. Well, I can't believe Wes is not involved somehow. Wait, then wait, was he still alive? I think he's. I think he passed away. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, uh, then Gary Coleman. <laughs> I think he's also gone. So. Yeah, Lee, um, gotta stop this black midget on black midget crime. Um. Well, listen. Uh, and on that, thank you guys so I'm much. Don laughed at that. That was the one thing Don laughed at. You guys are the best. I love you guys. Wait, hey, plug. see me this? Yeah, Las Vegas. Uh, the Dirty at twelve thirty. The South Point. If you guys missed it in Tucson, the shows were incredible. Don Fry was there. For the main show on Friday night. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for saying that. It was so great to hang out with you, too. Don's the absolute best, man. I, you guys, you missed out. Anytime he goes anywhere, signs anything, do yourself a favor and go hang out with Don Fry. And watch the if, uh, if you miss Greg's comedy show, his after party's at a club called Hot Dog. Um, <laughs> signing uh, autographs. Bring, so. bring your own man. Right. Uh, I give, I'll get right home in the fanciest limo you ever seen in your life, right? <laughs> it was so nice. It had two doors and plenty of dog hair. It and was. Then, it, <laughs> and then also, uh, uh, this. Uh, by the way, this is the um, the the part that uh, 
Don should have actually uh, Growly Pete. Have you guys seen Growly Pete from Trolls? I told you, right? Hold on. What Growly? I didn't understand the last seven words you said, but I heard yeah. them. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, Growly there's a, there's Pete, a named, Trolls. There's a, right guy named, there's a guy named Growly Pete that was in Trolls. Is he going to be on the same event with Flavor Flav? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta fight. He sounds. And Albie Sure is fighting somebody? Yeah, he's fighting somebody. Albie Sure is. That's gonna be awesome, man. Um, uh, this Friday night, I'll be at the last party. I'll be singing that night, too. Uh, and Don has a, a podcast called Toxic Masculinity, right? Where could you find it, Don? Uh, on YouTube. Nice. Okay. YouTube, Toxic Masculinity. Sean, anything you wanna plug? Uh, no, I just want to say I'll be sure not to watch that event. That's what I was thinking. Like Good thing the whole time. But... Love you guys. Take care. Right. See you later, bro.